Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, today we have a special honor of having one of our executive pastors here at Radiant Church, David Steele, bringing the message. David is a spiritual son of mine. I love him so much. Him and Alicia are truly some of the greatest gifts God has ever given our church. They wrote a song, which by the way, will be released in just a few weeks on all music platforms. We'll be announcing that in December so that you can take it home with you. They have also created an amazing worship culture here. Uh, They create all of our creative side of Radiant Church, and he also is an amazing communicator. He loves Jesus, he loves the church, he loves you, loves his wife, and I'm telling you, I think he's got a message for your life today. So why don't, at every location, why don't we stand to our feet and welcome one of our executive leaders here at Radiant Church, Pastor David Steele. Come on, get your hands together for this guy. Good morning, Radiant Church. Come on, who's excited to be in church today? Hey, listen, before you're seated, can you do me a favor? Can we give Jesus a shout of praise? Come on, he's worthy. At every location, let Jesus know how much you love him. You can be seated. Thank you so much. Man, I am so excited to be able to speak to all of you today. And before I go anywhere further, I want to take a moment and welcome in all of our locations that are streaming in. High Heights and uh, Brandon, St. Petersburg. We love you guys. South South Tampa, can you do me a favor? Can we let all of our locations know how much we love them? You're joining in with us today. Hey, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining in with us today. And then I have to do something special. I have to give honor to where honor is due, and that is uh, to our lead pastor, Pastor Aaron and Katie. We have just the best lead pastors in all of America. Uh, Pastor Aaron and Katie, honestly, they've poured into Alicia and I. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the leadership, the vision, the heart of our lead pastor. So one more time, can you do me a favor? Can we let our lead pastors know how much you love them, how much we're thankful for them? Thank you so much, Pastor Aaron and Katie. And then um, I I keep honoring a bunch of people. I'm sorry. We're going to keep doing this real quick. But there's also historically throughout the month of October, if you weren't aware, within church history um, is actually it's Pastor's Appreciation Month. And so um, if you didn't know, under the vision and leadership of Pastor Aaron, there's actually a whole team of pastors that are on staff here at Radiant Church that serve faithfully, that love you, that are praying for you, our, our location pastors, our ministry pastors, our executive pastors, a whole bunch of pastors that are here on staff. So all throughout the time that you see them in the lobby, in the hallways, at every location, let your location pastors know, let your ministry pastors know how much you love them, how much you think for them. Come on, Heights, can you let Pastor Kyle know right now how much you love them? South Tampa, let Pastor Jacob know. Brandon, let Pastor June Come on, St. Peter's like Pastor Kenton. No, we love you guys. They are some of the best of the best. Okay, that's it. All right, we're done. We've honored everybody. We're getting into this thing. Today we are in week three of the Holy Spirit. Have you enjoyed this series so far? Come on, it's been good. Pastor Aaron launched it first Sunday talking about how the Holy Spirit is actually there to help recharge us. And then the second week, last week, Pastor Jacob actually spoke an awesome word talking about how the Holy Spirit actually helps us to holiness. It was a great word. Make sure you check those things out. Today, I want to talk to you about something that the Holy Spirit does that I think is so key. And I think it's something that actually within the church and within cultural context today can sometimes be misunderstood. It's something that has a bit of weird marketing and branding around. And and I want to kind of talk through what the Holy Spirit can do. And you can write it in your notes. I believe the Holy Spirit can actually help us by pushing us to power. The Holy Spirit can help us by pushing us to power. Let me pray. God, I thank you so much that your spirit is here today. Lord, I thank you so much that you are here speaking and working through me. 
Lord, I pray that every word that I say, Lord, though it may, may be human and flawed, God, I pray that it would do a good job depicting how great and wonderful you are. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak and move today. Would people see you, not David Steele, and I thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody says, amen, amen. amen. Do you guys ever have that friend that kind of like overhypes things? Does anybody know that person that like constantly oversells something? That overhypes, man, have you seen this movie? It's the greatest movie that I have ever seen. And then you go to that movie and what happens? It's just okay. It's, it's really not that great. I have a lot of people in my life that honestly overhype and oversell, but one of the times there was a key voice in my life who overhyped and oversold me on something and I mean, this is somebody that usually is spot on when it comes to things. It's a, somebody that's a strong mentor and person in my life. It was Pastor Aaron. Um, <laughs> Pastor Aaron overhyped me and oversold me on something. It was a few years back. Uh, we were about a year into the launching the church, and, and I was a, just got done with my freshman year at Southeastern University in Lakeland. And, and I was there. And who, how many of you have heard of like the freshman 15? Yeah, okay. Freshman 15, you kind of gain some weight after your freshman year. For me, it turned out to be like the freshman 50. Um, to, if I would be honest with you. And so I'm coming in out of this last year of, of my freshman year and, and Pastor Aaron goes, David, I'm telling you, I have figured it out. I have found the solution that's gonna give you a six pack. It's gonna make you jacked. You're gonna be in the best shape that you've ever been in your entire life. I'm telling you, David, we're gonna do this together. And here's the benefit. It's only 30 minutes a day. It's only 30 minutes and you can be in the best shape of your life. This sounds pretty good. I like, I like the sound of this. Okay, what is this called? He goes, it's called CrossFit. It's CrossFit. Never heard of that in my life. He goes, yeah, I can tell. Uh, <laughs> CrossFit. So we, we get this like Groupon thing, which I don't even know if Groupon exists anymore. And we get this, like, we download this free class and it was like a month free membership thing. And, and, and we download this thing. We go to this, like, this gym, this CrossFit gym. I, I say CrossFit gym in, like, parentheses. Because how many of you know, like, it's not a gym. It's like an abandoned warehouse somewhere. It doesn't even have, like, paint on the walls. has no AC. Super hot. This old equipment lying around. So we go to this gym. And, like, first thing out the door, as soon as I get in there, the guy goes, hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. I need you to sign this waiver that says, in case you're ever hurt, injured, or uh, possibly die, that we're not held liable die. <laughs> this guy just say die. So I, I, I signed this waiver, signed this information and, and we start like, you know, starting kind of warm up and start stretching. And like the coach is like going through and like, Oh, great job, Aaron. Oh, good job, man. And then, and then he comes to me and he's like, wow, David, you're not very flexible. Are you? <laughs> I have feelings, right? Like I'm a human being. Like, I'm trying. So, so we start the warm up, and, and I didn't know that like I didn't know that like the warm up was honestly like some of the hardest work that I've ever done in my entire life. How many of you know it's not a really great thing that's going on? You know it's not going to be great whenever the warm up starts kicking your butt. You're like you're like winded and exhausted after the warm up. So we get into the actual exercise piece of this, and we're about 15 minutes in, and I'm literally dying. Like I am, I'm at to the point where finally I start puking into a bucket, just throwing my guts up. Pastor Jurgen's over there like just going at it, just killing it. I'm over there like like literally heaving into a bucket. And, and in my mind, I don't know your athletic background that you come from. For me, like throwing up into a bucket means 
You nailed it. You nailed it, bro. Good job. I'm like, I'm like, hey, listen, I got through this thing. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like giving me something, myself like a mental high five. Like, hey, dude, you did it, bro. You're, good job. I start walking to the locker room and the coach was like, hey, where do you think you're going? Uh, did you not just see that I like threw up in a bucket? Like, bro, we got 15 more minutes left of this thing. <laughs> I'm like, they're throwing wall balls, just crying my heart out. I look over at the end of the thing of Pastor and I look, never again. Never again. He overhyped it. He oversold it. I, I wonder if the disciples thought Jesus was doing the same thing when Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit that's going to become and being sent. Jesus, we find in your notes in John chapter 16, that Jesus is foretelling his death, burial, and resurrection to his disciples. He's letting you know, hey, listen, I'm about to leave. And he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, meaning the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, you, you know the disciples have got to be like, what is this dude talking about? What is he talking about? Hey, listen, Jesus, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you're the Messiah. You're, you're, you're the one that's been promised for thousands of years. You, you, I, I just saw you like walking on water. I, I just saw you raise this dead dude to life. I, I just saw all these amazing things. What do you mean it's better that you leave because there's somebody better to come help us? You're here. We don't need anybody else, bro. And Jesus goes, no, 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 listen, I'm telling you the truth. It's better that actually I go because I'm going to send this helper and the Holy Spirit to you. Who is this guy? Who is this Holy Spirit? Now, we found out week one that he can help us recharge. We found out week two that he can help us to holiness. But I believe today that the Holy Spirit actually, there's something that you, there's an experience that you can have that will actually give you power to be all that God has called you to be. We see this, in, in, and there's some confusion sometimes when it comes to this theologically of, of you know, do you receive the Holy Spirit at salvation? And, and, and honestly, the Holy Spirit does play a part in helping draw you into salvation. But there is a second experience that you can have with the Holy Spirit. We see this in Acts chapter 19. It's there in your notes that Paul is walking through and, and heading to Ephesus, and he comes across some believers, and, and he says, he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed. In other words, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were saved? They said, no, bro, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. Who is this guy? How many of you up until this series, you were like, I mean, I've heard of him, but I don't know who he is. And, and, and later in this chapter, Paul then actually goes, no, no, there's a Holy Spirit and you can receive power through the Holy Spirit. He prays over them and they start prophesying and, and doing all these mighty things of, of, through God through the power of the Holy Spirit. So who is this Holy Spirit that we're talking about? Well, all throughout Scripture, the Holy Spirit is used in this word called ruach. Let me hear you say ruach. ruach. It's actually a Hebrew word for spirit, which actually means wind. Wow, come on. Means wind. It's the same wind that can be used to say the, the wind in your sails. Wow. A wind that can push you forward. How many of you would say, you know what, David? I, I, I've been walking this thing called Christianity for a bit. I've been on this journey but if I were to be honest, when talking about my, my faith, when talking about my walk with Christ, there's a lot of words that might describe it, but power is not one of those. Power is not one of those words. Honestly, if I were, if I were to be transparent, David, I, I think 
every single day, it's like I'm trying and I'm like rowing upstream against the current. It feels like a grind. It feels like something that's tough to do every single day. I want to encourage you today that Jesus was right when he said he didn't overhype. He lives up to the promise of there's a Holy Spirit. There's a helper, a wind that can grow flesh fresh into your spirit, can be can push you farther than what you can be, what God's called you to be. And you can write in your notes that I believe the Holy Spirit's job is actually to power us past our potential. The Holy Spirit can power us past our potential. Do you feel like you're rowing upstream? Do you feel like every day trying to be that spouse, trying to be that employee, trying to be that person that God's called you to be? You're like, yeah, man, it's a, it's a grind. It's a struggle. I want, I want to do all these things. I just don't seem to have the power to be able to do it. You see, David Steele on his own isn't that great. David Steele on his own is a guy that pukes in a bucket in the middle of a workout. <laughs> David Steele on his own, he's honestly not a great husband. David Steele on his own, he's actually a bit insecure, naturally a bit anxious, can sometimes struggle with anger. But how many of you are thankful today that we have a helper? We have the Holy Spirit that can power us past what I can do on my own. Come on, you better give God some praise. There's a helper at every location. There's a helper here today that wants to power you past what you can do. I'm a millennial, for those of you that don't know, and and all that means, simply put, if you don't know the definition of what a millennial is, it just means I wear tighter jeans, and I'm I'm an on-call tech support to my parents at any given time. That's all that really means. Anytime they can just call me up and ask me a technological question, and I think I have the answer to it. And and it happens quite often. And so uh, I remember a couple of weeks ago, my mom was in town, and, and she, she goes, hey, David, listen, I, I, my phone's been acting up. I think it's time for maybe an upgrade. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. What kind of phone do you have? And she's like, oh, I have an iPhone 4. <laughs> Probably time for an upgrade. Yeah, I think so. And, and so we go to the Verizon store, and we're in there, and, and the guy's talking through all the, you know, the specs of, like, the new iPhone 10X or whatever. And, and, and so she, she buys it, and I'm there in the store helping her set this thing up. And, and how many of you know, like, one of the funniest things in the world to see is somebody setting up face ID for the first time? Has anybody ever seen this happen in real life? So my mom is sitting there, and, and already she's not the most technologically advanced person in the world. And, and she's sitting there, and she types in her information. I'm helping her with this. We're there in, in front of everybody at Verizon. And she goes, it's saying to put your face up to the phone. I was like, yeah, yeah, just you put your face up to the phone. She took that to mean... Like right up on, on the phone. And, and, and all of a sudden she starts smiling at the cell phone like, Mom, what are you, what are you doing? She's like, I- I'm, I'm putting my face up to the phone. I'm like, why are you smiling at it? Well, I want to be friendly to it. Mom, it's a, it's, a piece of, it's a piece of glass. Calm down. Like it's not, this isn't a dating app. Jeez. And she's like, and it says, and then it says, rotate your head. She goes, Mom, mom, what are you doing? It said, rotate your head. I said, mom, it doesn't say break your neck in the process. Calm. What are you doing? So we, we finally get it all set up. And, and, and a couple of weeks later, I'm with her. And, and because we're from the Panhandle, we, we like a little thing called Waffle House. Does anybody? We, anybody? Okay, we got a few people that love the awful waffle. That's awesome. And 
And it's amazing. Uh, and we're sitting there at Waffle House and we get done with our meal. And, and my mom has this brand new iPhone and she's talking about how, like, you know, uh, you know, trying to figure this thing out. I don't know. I understand. I hate this face ID, all this stuff. And, and it's sitting there on the table. And, and then she immediately pulls out her napkin and starts doing the tip with her napkin right there. Now, I start looking at her and I go, what are you doing? She's like, I'm, I'm calculating the tip. I'm trying to calculate 20% of the bill so I can bless the waitress, blah, blah, blah. Why are you doing that on a piece of paper with your ink pen? I said, well, what do you mean? You have a brand new iPhone 10X right there sitting on top of the table two inches from you. What are you doing? She's like, well, I, I just always calculate the tip with my iPhone. Mom, do you realize that in the same amount of time that it took you to do the math to calculate the 20% on that piece of napkin, I could have done that on my iPhone, paid for the meal with my iPhone, and Googled with my iPhone the custom of where tipping actually came from and originated. What are you doing? I, I think oftentimes we get to this place in life where we forget that God has more in store for us, that we forget that we have more potential that we actually have the technology of an iPhone and living inside of us. That's something that can push us to do all and exceedingly and abundantly all that God has called and ever could imagine to do inside of us. But how many of us oftentimes, if you were to be honest, are functioning with the level of about a flip phone? I want to encourage you today that God's not called you to be a flip phone. God has called you to be an iPhone. He wants to use you to do all that you are possible and capable to do through him. So somebody give God a shout of praise that we're an iPhone people in here. And why don't you judge all the Android users all around you while you do it? Come on. There's more potential inside of you. But it has to be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise... I've seen what David Steele can do. I've seen the max of what David Steele can be. And I, I want to be all that God's called me to be, but I can't do it on my own. This is where Jesus says, hey, listen, it's better that I go because I'm going to send you somebody to help you, to push you past your potential, to push you past to who you can be so that you can be all you can be through me. So I, I kind of want to give you an example of of, of what this looks like, because honestly, I believe that you can have that encounter today with the Holy Spirit. I believe today that you can experience that power. I believe that today you can experience that wind in your life, that wind in your sails to push you past where you're at today, push you past your potential. And I actually want to use the story of Moses to do this, because I think oftentimes uh, when it comes to an experience of God, experience with God, that this can be a little bit confusing, that this can be a little bit of a thing that there's a little weirdness too, and, and so I want to break this down of what this actually can look like for you practically today. So we find Moses in Exodus chapter 3. Moses is actually, he's in the wilderness. For those of you that aren't familiar, this is a story of, of a guy named Moses, and, and this is actually the same Moses that leads the people of Israel out of uh, a slavement, uh, slavery in, in, in the land of Egypt, and so uh, God has an encounter with Moses. And, and, and the same kind of encounter that we can experience through the power of the Holy Spirit today. And, and Moses finds himself in the desert, and, and he's watching over sheep. He's watching over sheep, and he's using this thing called a staff. This is my little Bo Peep staff. And so he, he, he's using a thing called a staff, and, and this is what Moses' life every day looks like in the desert. Come on. Let's go. Come on, man. Let's do this. Let's go. How many of you would honestly say that David truthfully 
My walk with Christ oftentimes looks like this. Just wandering through in the desert. Come on. Man, I, I thought at Radiant they talked about how like the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. Man, I thought that as soon as I was going to get saved that like my life would be more than this. Every single day, though, maybe instead of sheep, some of you are going, man, these kids, come on, let's go. Come on. Oh, don't eat that, bro. Come on, man. Let's, oh. These kids, for some of you, maybe it's, it's that marriage. Come, come on, let's go. Oh, we're going to be late. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, get ready. Let's go. That job, day in, day out. Come on, let's go. Let's do that. Oh, don't bite me, boss. Oh, my gosh. Let's go. Come on, man. Let's go. We're walking through this life, and you sometimes go, man, I thought, I thought there was more to this thing than what I'm experiencing. I, I feel like I'm just kind of wandering through the desert watching sheep. And it's at that moment that Moses has an encounter with God that honestly is a bit weird, okay? So picture this. Moses is walking through the desert, and there's a burning bush out of the middle of nowhere, and it's not burning. What does that even mean? I don't know. There's a fire on a bush, but it's not burning. And Moses does something super critical here that I, I think for us to be able to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to learn how to do. And that is, it says this in, in, in chapter 3, verse 4. It says, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see. That's Moses. When Moses turned aside to see, God called him out of the bush. I wonder sometimes when it comes to the Holy Spirit, when you hear that there's more available to you, when you hear that God has a helper that wants to actually give you power to be all that you're called to be, but there's some bad branding and packaging around the Holy Spirit, and, and, and I wonder oftentimes if, if, if we're a bit hesitant to turn and to look at, at what God is saying or what God kind of experienced God wants to have with us because the burning bush, ah, that looks a little weird. Oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go towards that thing. But Moses does something. The moment that Moses goes towards it, God calls out to him. Can I encourage you today that we serve a God that the moment that we start seeking after him, his word says in Luke chapter 11, Jesus is talking. He says, if then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? There's a power that's available to you, but you're going to have to get a little bit out of your comfort zone. Maybe take a step towards it. Go, oh, I don't know about this thing. I've heard that it's weird. I've heard that it looks weird. And the moment that you start seeking it, I believe that you can encounter it. You can write that in your notes. To encounter the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to seek him. You're going to have to seek him. I, I remember growing up, as a, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a third-generational Pentecostal. So my grandmother, is a, my, my grandmother was a Pentecostal preacher. My dad was a, uh, a Pentecostal preacher. And then I guess after today, I'm a Pentecostal preacher. So that's funny. <laughs> and, and I remember, like, I had this grandma. Her name was Mimi. And honestly, she was like this sweet little, like, four-foot-three just maybe 100 pounds, like just this sweet, gentle, kind little lady, and, and just so timid and soft and nice. And then, like, something would happen if, like, the enemy would try to start messing up things around our family, if the enemy started trying to come against our home, like, some of us would get sick, or there would be, like, an altercation at work, or different things like that, and, and we would call Mimi, and this sweet 
little old timid woman would turn into like macho man Randy Savage <laughs> when she starts praying. I mean, she would sit there and she would be like, devil, in the name of Jesus, shut up about a Hyundai, but about a Kia. What does that mean? Devil, you have no authority. Then she starts, you ever met that person that starts praying and then they start like insulting the devil? Devil, you ain't nothing but broke, disgusting, and just gross. And you have no, you have no power, you have no authority, you fat, you, 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 you flat-footed. Like starts insulting like the devil's looks and I'm like, where, where is this coming from? This little old lady, where is this power coming from? Here's the crazy thing is that as she would pray, things would start to happen. As she would pray, situations would change and circumstances and people would get healed. And she had just, she had this power that this little old lady to herself, there's no way she could do. And, and honestly, we knew that if you want to get a good night's sleep, you do not stay at Mimi's house. That is for dang sure. If you want a good night's sleep, you don't stay at Mimi's house. Here's why. Because every single night around two o'clock in the morning, she'd wake up and be seeking the Lord. Every single morning, she would wake up just praying Seeking God, you would hear it from the, the rooms next door. Just, God, I want to be used by you. Holy Spirit, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would watch over my grandkids. Holy Spirit, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would change this situation. Lord, I thank you so much for the power that lives inside me. She would just pray and seek God. I, I wonder what would happen to our daily walks with Christ if we would just start seeking after the power of the Holy Spirit. I wonder what would happen if we would just continually seek God. But it's going to take you to to turn and to seek him. And this is a daily thing of seeking. The second thing that happens with Moses is, and you can see this in Exodus chapter four, is it goes on to say that Moses has this encounter with God and God starts talking to him and, and, and God says, hey, listen, I wanna use you. There's actually some more potential inside of you than you don't even realize. You think you're a shepherd, but I wanna use you to actually set my people free and I want to do this. And, and Moses goes, that, what, what, me? I'm just a shepherd. I, I, I can't do that. And, and how are you going to do that? I, I, I stutter and I, 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 I'm just watching sheep. And, and how are you going to do that? And God goes, I want, I want to use what's in your hand. And then he asked Moses to do something that I think is so critical. He, he, critical. he asked Moses to surrender what's in his hand. You can write this in your notes. In order for us to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, we're going to have to surrender to the Holy Spirit. We're going to have to surrender to the Holy Spirit. And, and honestly, you got to be thinking, this, this has got to be tough. This is everything that Moses had. This is how Moses made a living. This is how Moses successfully watched over those sheep. This is how Moses protected himself in the desert. And sometimes surrendering things can feel a little uncomfortable. I also think that Moses probably at that time... He goes on to say, Lord, I'm just a shepherd. I stutter. And I wanted to speak this word to you as I was praying today about this. I felt like there were some of you in the room today that go, you know what? I want to be used by God, but what I have, it's not that great. What's in my hand, it's just a staff. Maybe for you, it's, oh, it's, just this, it's this marriage that honestly isn't going that great. Man, the thing that I have is, is it's, it's my finances, but it's not a lot. I, 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 there's no way that you can use that. For some of you, it's the voice, it's the influence, it's the friends, it's the relationships that you have. And God goes, no, I want to use you. There's potential inside of you. But can you surrender what's in my hand? I want to encourage you that it wasn't until the desert. It wasn't until, it wasn't until Moses surrendered what was in his hand 
that God was able to bless it and use it. And this is the same staff that God used actually in the palace with Pharaoh to make a point and say, hey, listen, let my people go. This is the same staff that honestly, when Moses held up, it parted the Red Sea. This is the same staff that when raised, defeated the enemy of, of the Israelites. I want to encourage you, what seems like small in your hands under the power of the Holy Spirit can be used to do great things. You can write this in your notes. What's natural in my hand becomes supernatural in the hand of God. Don't feel like you're too small. Don't feel like you ain't got what it takes. You don't have what it takes on your own. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing, is whenever we surrender that thing to God, it can actually turn into something that scares us a bit. The moment that Moses surrendered it, what happens? It turns into a snake. I, I don't do snakes personally. I don't do snakes. Some of you are like, listen, I knew they were going to do this Holy Ghost spirit. I knew they were going to do this Holy Spirit series and bring out these snakes. I knew it. I knew it. It turns into something that honestly freaks out Moses. It says that he runs from it. At the side of what happens to his staff, he runs from it. I wonder sometimes when we have an encounter with God and we surrender. Yeah, yeah, God. God goes, hey, listen, I want to use you, but I, I want what's in your hand. And, you, and he goes, what's in your hand? You go. My marriage. You surrender to him and he turns into a snake. He goes, all right, cool. Take your marriage and I want you to go marriage counseling. You're like, no, 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 no. Not a chance. Mm -mm, I don't do counseling. That's a snake. I wonder sometimes if he goes, hey, I want to use what's in your hand. Give me your finances. Okay. Now start tithing. Ten percent. My God, you know how much money 10% is? Oh, I don't know. That's a snake. That word, that, that relationship, that, that boss that you have that you, you don't like, and, and God goes, I want to use you. I want to use your mouth to reach thousands of people. He goes, yes, that's awesome. Here, you can have my words. He goes, all right, now go talk to that boss and witness to him and get him saved first. That dude is definitely a snake from the pits of hell. There ain't no way I'm touching that. For us to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to be willing to seek him, surrender to him, and, and, and have that moment where we, oh, this feels weird. I don't know. Because that's the very thing. That's the very thing that God wants to use to set his people free. What's natural in my hands becomes supernatural in the hands of God. I remember for me personally, Growing up, I, I, I had this encounter with God. I was actually a, a kid who at an early age was diagnosed with shingles because of a, an anxiety problem that I had. I, I remember just being this nervous wreck, couldn't sleep, had nightmares every single night, would just cry and just was this anxious wreck. I, I go to this youth camp and I have this encounter with the Holy Spirit and I go from this nervous kid that's afraid to talk to anybody to this kid that's reaching all of his friends, bringing him to church, they're getting saved. It wasn't anything of what David Steele could do. David Steele, at his max potential, was a nervous wreck. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, I was able to be used to reach my friends. And, and then I remember years go by, and, and I get to Radiant, and the first year of Radiant, if I'm gonna be honest with you, I was saved, but I was honestly operating out of the best of what David Steele could do. I wasn't operating out of the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's a daily seeking. It's a daily surrender. And I remember a friend of mine comes, he goes, hey man, I just feel like, I feel like God wanted me to tell you that like there's more available to you 
that you have a call on your life, that you can do more, but you need the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to give you an opportunity to receive that today. And I was like, okay, well, I know what that is. And he said, come over to my house. We're going to have a prayer meeting. Again, first thing, this feels weird. This looks like a burning bush. There's a bunch of people in a room in a circle, and we're praying, and we're seeking after God. And this feels weird. And I just remember having this moment going, God, all right, God, I want everything that you have for me. I want every good gift. I, I, Holy Spirit, I, I want you to have control of my life. I surrender. And, I, and it wasn't like this crazy thing where like I fell out in the Holy Spirit and started rolling on the floor. It wasn't anything like that. It was just kind of this peace that passes all understanding. It was this boldness that started to rise up inside of me. And, and I started daily seeking God and daily having times of surrender. But there was one moment in particular about a, a year and a half in, there's been a couple of months after that, where I was on stage leading worship and I, and I get off stage and, and the same buddy comes up to me and he goes, hey man, uh, I feel like the Lord uh, has a word for this woman and he, he gave it to you and he wants you to tell her this word. He says this in front of the woman, by the way. So I'm on the spot. Hey man, you have this word for this lady. I think you need to pray for her and give her a word from God. In my mind, that's a snake, that's a snake. Oh my gosh, that's a snake. I don't wanna touch that with a 10 foot pole. And, and, and I'm on the spot, so all right, God, all right, I surrender to you. Holy Spirit's like, what do you have? I'm like, I guess I have my words. I guess I can pray for her, okay. So I go up to her, and you know, like, have you ever prayed with somebody that's like super spiritual and they take like a long, super spiritual pause before they start praying? I did that, but in that moment, I wasn't being super spiritual. In my mind, I was literally like, God, help me. Please, God, help me. What do I say? God, help me. I take that pause, and I start praying, and then out of nowhere, I just, I just see these words that come to my mind. It just says, you're not forgotten. And I go, thank you, God, I'm not forgotten. He goes, no, dummy, that's for her, not for you. That's for her. Okay. And I just say, hey, listen, I don't know why. Again, uh, this feels weird. I don't know if I want to touch this. Hey, listen, I just, Holy Spirit wanted me to tell you, you're not forgotten. And it was like, boom, instantly. Her face starts breaking. She starts weeping. I start praying over her things that I myself never even knew about her, never met her from Adam. I, I didn't know all these things. I just start praying for her. We get done, and she goes, David, you have no idea. This morning I woke up, and the first thing I did is I asked God, God, do you even remember who I am? God, have you forgotten me? God, I'm going through this life, and this is tough, and where are you? And it took David Steele, not at his potential, because at his potential, he couldn't have done that. But David Steele, under the power of the Holy Spirit, can be used. And here's the great thing about the story of Moses, is actually Moses with that staff only experienced the presence of God a few times. There in the palace, there where he's splitting the Red Sea with that staff. He was only able to experience the power of God a few times. Because remember, Jesus hadn't come. Jesus hadn't ascended. The Holy Spirit had been poured out. Here's the great thing about the story of Moses is that power that he received at that moment, momentarily, we actually get to have continuously. And it's living inside of me and it's living inside of you and you have access to it. But are you willing to seek and are you willing to surrender? Are you willing to seek and are you willing to surrender? I believe God wants to use you to do great things. There's a power available to you. Be willing to just, oh, I don't know, but I want it.
I need it. My marriage needs it. My finances need it. My calling needs it because on my own, I can't do this. All across at every location in this moment, I want to encourage you. Let's just bow our heads, close our eyes. No looking around at this time. I believe the Holy Spirit is here in this moment today and wants to fill you with that power. wants you to have an experience, an encounter that maybe you've never received before or maybe you just haven't had in a long time. He wants to fill you with the power to be all that you are called to be. And if that's you at this time, I want to ask that. I just want to, this is that time where you can just surrender. On the count of three, I'm going to ask, and you just, just raise your hand. This is that surrender moment. Oh, it's a snake. I don't know. No, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to fill you with the power right now to push you past your potential. If that's you and you want that power, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand at every location. One, two, three. Wow. Hands all over the place. Yeah, hands all over the place. I see them. Lord, I pray for your people right now. Lord, I pray for your people right now in the name of Jesus. You see that we ask, that we are seeking. Lord, you said in your word that when we seek, when we ask, that we will find you. Lord, you said that you'll give us the gift of the Holy Spirit when we ask for him. Holy Spirit, I pray over your people right now at every location. Lord, would they receive a power? Would they receive a boldness through the power of the Holy Spirit? I thank you, God, for that. In Jesus' name. And keep your heads bowed in this moment because I believe there's also a group of people here today that, you know, if you were to be honest, you'd say, David, I don't have the power of the Holy Spirit because honestly, I haven't received salvation. I haven't accepted Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to encourage you. That's the best decision that you can do. That's the greatest thing that can happen. That's the thing that can set you up for eternity in heaven. And the Bible is very clear. All you really have to do is just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he came and died on the cross, rose again, and you're saved. That's it. So if that's you and you want to make that decision to follow Christ today, to give him your life, at every location on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Wow, hands, yep, I see you. Yeah, I see you. I see you. I see you. You can put your hand down. I see you. Every location, wow. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, Lord, I give you my life. Lord, today I, I surrender everything to you. God, I believe that you sent your son to die on a cross. I believe that he rose again. And God, I ask right now that you would change my life. I surrender everything to you today. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, amen, amen. Come on, can we give it up for those who made that life-changing decision today? Come on, let's let them know. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.